Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hello, everybody. I'm Lou Dobbs, and this is The Great America Show. I want to begin, if I may, with a confession. I haven't watched even a minute of the so-called January 6 hearings. I know what they are. We all know what their partisan purpose is. And we know that, like everything else, the Marxist stems do and say corruption and evil permeate their sordid deeds and venomous lies. I have no time anymore for any of their deceit. I've read accounts of the hearing, and I understand the best they could do was bring forward President Trump's daughter, Ivanka, who aligned herself with a committee instead of her father. Ivanka allowed herself to be used by the committee against the man who's given her everything in life, including roles within his presidency. Not good. But there's nothing good at all with the Marxist Dems who intend to destroy the republic and our very way of life. President Biden's policies are devastating American working men and women and their families. Our middle class is being crushed by sky-high gasoline and food prices, and there's no relief in sight. The inflation rate now stands at 8.6%. That is the highest level in 41 years, more than four decades. Biden is the ultimate albatross around the neck of the Democrat Party. They had such low regard for the nation and Americans that they gave him power, knowing his incapacity and singular lack of ability to effectively serve as president. Biden has been a disaster in every way possible, and the American people are paying a high price for his ineptitude and the Dems' callous contempt for both the presidency and the American people, and indifference to the painful consequences of having put Biden in the White House. Voters will, it now appears, punish the Dems and severely in this fall's midterm elections, for the first time, some GOP strategists are now talking about winning 60 or more seats in the House, and a few are talking about winning back the Senate by a large margin. Our guest today is Ed Rollins. He's the Dean of Republican Strategists, a legendary strategist and campaign manager. Rollins led the 1984 Reagan presidential campaign and came close, this close, to perfection. He won 49 out of 50 states. That's one of the reasons we here on The Great America Show call Ed the savant among all Republican strategists. Ed Rollins, great to have you back with us. The savant himself on the, on the elections, uh, the primary elections. Uh, give us your sense of, uh, of what you can divine from it all, Ed. Well, the most important election, as far as I'm concerned, yesterday was when the district attorney of San Francisco uh, was recalled. Uh, this is one of the George Soros's. George Soros, a multi-billionaire, has basically run a bunch of candidates who don't believe in the law and order, uh, or even even uh, prosecutors run district attorney candidates all over the country. 
and Bodine, who was the, was the San Francisco district attorney elected two years ago, uh, got recalled yesterday by the public uh, in San Francisco. I think that's a trend uh, in which these guys, this is a former public defender who basically decided his job was not prosecuted. His job was making sure no one got prosecuted. Uh, and my sense is that even, even in San Francisco, they, they stood up and they voted him out of office. So. Well, it it was an amazing, I never expected it to happen. I thought that he might get a scare uh, at best. I never dreamed that they would actually, actually uh, roll over him uh, and, uh, and vote to, to get him the heck out of there. Well, the issue of law and order, which the Democrats have tried to take uh, uh, by defunding the police and by not taking criminals and putting them in jail, uh, is really backfiring on them. It's one of the most devastating things that they've done of late, the congressional side. I mean, the president's a different story. And I think, you know, when you hear James Carville and people like that on TV saying, we've got to get away from this, defund the police uh, uh, because it's backfiring on us, uh, I think it's a very positive thing. And if we start throwing these prosecutors out, the guy... The guy here is the district attorney of New York who doesn't believe in prosecuting either, uh, in spite of his background as a prosecutor. Uh, I think I think this is going to send a very loud signal. Uh, your job as a district attorney is to basically represent the people and make sure that bad guys go to jail. He clearly didn't do, didn't do that, didn't believe in doing that. Uh, crime was up in San Francisco dramatically, as it is everywhere else in the country, every other major city. And if you don't have a prosecutor putting away, no matter what the cops do, uh, uh, you're, you're not going to, the system's going to break down. And I think what's happening is a lot of the, a lot of the police officers are saying, why should I put myself at risk? I arrest somebody, I put them in jail or try to put them in jail and they're out 24 hours later or 10 hours later because uh, there's no bail, there's no, there's no prosecutors that want to put them in jail. So, yeah, it, it's, I, no, I, it, I, I, I have to say that uh, the L.A. Uh, prosecutor is in big trouble as well. Uh, and I fully expect him to get recalled. Uh, he's up against a very uh, popular sheriff who keep, he keeps wanting to butt heads with, and he's really not in the league of uh, Sheriff Villanueva, uh, who is an outstanding, he's a Democrat, but he's an outstanding law and order sheriff. Uh, he is a serious man, and this fool keeps running into him, uh, claiming, first of all, that this guy had agreed uh, to a, uh, a plea deal, that the sheriff had agreed to this plea deal that was being protested. Uh, a hit and run, and he never talked to the sheriff. The sheriff wasn't even the jurisdiction. The sheriff's office wasn't even the jurisdiction for the uh, incident. Uh, this is a he's a sloppy and stupid man uh, trying to play reformer, and what he's doing is unleashing hell on the people of Los Angeles County. Uh, it's it's really outrageous. Well, California, which is where I grew up most liberal state or one of the most liberal states in the country is now saying that you need the police, you need law enforcement, you need prosecutors. Uh, and, and I think to a certain extent, uh, uh, it, it, it's, it's a good underlying issue for Republicans everywhere. And I, and I think, I think because it's the issue the country wants, uh, we can talk about all the gun reform and all the rest of it you want to, but at the end of the day here, more and more people want to defend themselves and they worry about getting mugged. Uh, I live in New York city every, every day, two or three two or three blocks from my house and I'm right middle, middle of the city, uh, upper East side, uh, there's some mug there's someone getting shot in the subway and, and the new mayor basically is just got elected because he was a former ex cop and talked about law and order is now basically running around, uh, doing nothing. We going to dinner parties and 
fancy openings and talk about running for president, which is absurd. Yeah. Well, he's a cute job, little fella. Eric, uh, what is it? Eric Adams. Eric uh, this Adams, guy right. was a phony. He had it stamped all over him. First thing he did was try to hire his brother on a quarter of a million dollar a year job. Tells you what a jackass he is. Uh, th these guys are just, uh, they're real creeps. Uh, every one of them. I, I, th I would think that in New York City uh, in particular, but New York State at large, uh, is certainly amongst the Democratic Party, you can just about take it to the bank that they're phonies, they're frauds, and they're not working for the people. They're working for themselves uh, and other interests who, you know, whoever's lining whose pockets. Uh, it's outrageous uh, how corrupt New York is, uh, and certainly it's not alone. We've got a lot of it, uh, whether it's New Jersey, Connecticut, uh, the eastern seaboard, uh, Maryland, Delaware, you just go down the line. Uh, it is disgusting what has happened to American politics. You and I talk often about the political corruption of the FBI, the, uh, the Department of Justice, the entire Biden administration, uh, and the deep state. It's all there. But what people forget, it's also on the border. Both sides of that border are controlled by the cartels. There's corruption on both sides of it. We're seeing corruption in municipalities, small cities, and large uh, it, it's really disgusting, the state of America right now, when it comes to political corruption, isn't it? Absolutely. And, and the point you make about south of the border, the war, uh, a million people have been allowed illegally into the country uh, by this administration in the last couple of months. Uh, and there's another gigantic uh, uh, vanguard on its way up here. I mean, they, they arrest them at the border. They put a tag on them and they send them in. To, they tell them they can't... Uh, be two years before we try you, so you go go live in America, which they'll never never leave America again. So, well, as we look, the at biggest failure of this administration, one of the biggest failures. Yeah, we're looking at five to seven million illegal immigrants, is the estimate, for the rest of this uh, ne this next year, coming into the country as a result of Joe Biden's invitation. And let me be very clear to to everyone, if I may, this is. The Biden administration is pro-cartel. Why do I say that he's pro-cartel? Because he is wide open on the border. He insists on that border being wide open. He's inviting these people in. And these people are, they are drug traffickers. They are sex traffickers. They are human smugglers. They are the cartels. And they are bringing death and devastation to that, into this country from that border every single day and this president has ordered his uh, and by the way secretary mayorkas of the department of homeland security is insisting that the border patrol not patrol the border uh, it's that straightforward immigration and customs enforcement cannot enforce immigration and customs enforce <laughs> immigration and customs on those uh illegal immigrants it, it is a it's an absurdity. It is an obscenity right now in America. What this president, what this administration, the Marxist Dems are doing. I don't know how in the world, and, and you tell me, how are they going to win an election? They've determined that the American people, the American citizen is the enemy of this government. They're doing everything, everything they can uh, to frustrate uh, and to eliminate uh, the American citizen. 
we're now seeing the, the real breakdown. You know, one of the most important things that Trump did as president was he he worked to work very hard on that border uh, control and he battled it for the whole four years he was there. And now to see the open doors, uh, there's a picture in the front page of the New York Post two days ago, 15,000, 20,000 people in line coming to go across the borders illegally, uh, marching from deeper and uh, deeper in central and lower uh, part of the hemisphere. And, and I think it's just, they know once they get here, uh, their life is going to be different and better, uh, but Americans are going to pay for it. Well, we're definitely paying for it. Uh, and I think everyone understands that this is a, <laughs> an administration that has decided it's going to put the cost of this uh, on the local taxpayer, the local uh, school system, the property taxes, property owners, uh, and there won't be compensation of any kind. There won't be any offsets because corporate America wants cheap labor. Uh, and, and the joke, the veil, all of it, is, it's all over. Uh, the the joke has been told. Uh, the 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 cover has been lifted. The veil from the eyes of people watching this, they know that this is without question an attempt to set back the American worker to create competition for American workers who have plenty of competition from inflation, uh, high energy prices, the uh, price of houses and rentals going through the roof, and now he. He wants another five to seven million illegal immigrants in the country uh, for everybody to pay for and to compete against the the lowest uh, paid uh, American workers. Exactly what what we don't need in this country. It's outrageous. I don't see how they win. I mean, how do you campaign unless the electorate is just stupid beyond belief? And we know that the Democratic uh, voters are willing to vote in blocks that are breathtaking uh, in their uniformity and uh, cohesion, uh, irrespective of their own interest. Well, even even there, there's a redistribution. Uh, the illegals come across the border, and they're, they're, there's, there's lots of evidence now. They're putting them on airplanes and flying them upstate New York and other parts uh, at our government's cost. Now, the idea that this is these are someone, uh, and I, I, I'm not anti-immigration. I'm very pro-immigration, but I'm not. I'm not for illegal immigration. And we're never going to basically ever have a decent immigration bill again, as long as this behavior continues. Uh, you're never going to sit down and justify the, the means that it's going to take to do this properly. Uh, so I, I, I think this is the, this is now the Democrat policy, and they need to be paid paid the price for it. Let me ask you this: How does the Democratic Party ever be taken seriously again? In all seriousness, why should there be any discussion whatsoever uh, with the? Why should the Republican Party talk about anything with Joe Biden or his administration or Chuck Schumer or Nancy Pelosi? They have willfully, knowingly conspired to overthrow a president. They persecuted him for seven years and continue to do so through the January 6th committee. We know that they have aligned themselves with the deep state, which is thoroughly politically corrupt, as we've discussed. Uh, why would any Republican tolerate uh, the presence of one of these these ignorant uh, uh, outlaws uh, in the Democratic Party? We know that their purpose is to upend the nation and to destroy America. What is the sense of it all? 
Well, they need more people like you who are uh, telling them that because what's happened is the country's gotten very numb to all of it, uh, disinterested, uh, and and the young people especially they don't they don't realize the consequences of it. It's it just uh, it's not going to be the same America that you and I grew up in, and, and certainly not going to be beneficial to those who are going to grow up and have to have to move forward. Uh, the idea that in a very short period of time. Uh, uh, Turn, turn the whole game upside down. That's what's occurring. You know, we look at China and the threats, and everyone is concerned about it, appropriately so. Uh, they are a threat to our very existence. Uh, so is Russia, Iran. We now learn that Iran is only weeks away from having sufficient enriched uranium to build their first nuclear weapon. Uh, and there is great concern being expressed by our brothers and sisters in Europe. Uh, the French, uh, United Kingdom, the Germans, very concerned because they've also shut down the cameras at the enrichment site so that no one can see what's going on. They've done so bald-faced, boldly, and uh, and basically uh, simply uh, dismissed the International Atomic Energy uh, uh, Agency uh, from having any oversight. We now know we are at the precipice of Iran having the bomb. And what is Macron doing? What is Boris Johnson uh, doing? They're going to have to lead because this president sure the heck can't. Uh, this is the last person I would think even the Europeans would want uh, leading on this critical and important issue as to whether or not we will stop Iran from uh, putting that bomb. Uh, into uh, creating it into reality. Well, they're going to they're going to build a bomb. Been, that's been their intent all the way forward. If they haven't got it already done, uh, and and even more than just building it, they're going to use it. That uh, they they hate us. They made it very clear from the from the get go. They hate us. Uh, they have no qualms whatsoever about destroying American citizens citizens elsewhere and here. Uh, and my sense is this uh, just kind of a lack of, oh, they won't do that. We have an agreement. Uh, we have an agreement. Uh, they'll, they'll, they'll live up to their terms of the agreement. Uh, this is making us safe. Letting them, letting them build nuclear stuff is going to make us safer. It's the most absurd argument I've ever heard by the Democrats, but they're making it all the time. Yeah, it, it, they're making it over time, and the Republican Party isn't saying a word. Ed, this is the quietest I've heard Mitch McConnell uh, and Kevin McCarthy be. Uh, the leader of the Senate and the House, this is a party that is afraid to whisper, whisper uh, their concerns or uh, the issues that are confronting the American people. Uh, even some solace would be of some help to the American uh, working man and woman in this country and their families at a time when they're paying uh, five, six dollars in California, seven dollars, uh, eight dollars in some places. Uh, their rents are going through the roof. Inflation is run away. We're running out. of. We, we can't feed our babies for crying out loud formula. We're doing airlifts of, uh, of, of baby formula for crying out loud. We're looking at the prospect of all kinds of shortages. What in the world is a Republican Party doing? Trying to run out the clock, expecting a wave election in November? I don't even know what they'll do with a wave election. I mean, my sense is McCarthy is, is every single day is trying to make sure he doesn't lose any of his votes. Uh, and, and, and when you're worried about being a leader and you're not a leader, uh, obviously there's consequences. Uh, you know, the Republicans have a tremendous opportunity to go forth and win big 
not just to win, but to win big. But it'd be very nice if they run on it with an agenda. If they have an agenda to take on the Democrats and to articulate in the course of the campaign when people are paying attention what the Democrats are about, uh, you have a better chance of, of, of taking that agenda and, and placing it in. But McCarthy's only worried about his, his own votes. Uh, and, and, I, and I want to tell him, I haven't been around the game for 50 years. Speakers don't do well after they get there. Uh, you look through the, t- the segment of the last Republican speakers, uh, Oh Nancy Pelosi will get a building named after her. That's about the ultimate a speaker can have. But in my lifetime, I've watched Newt Gingrich get driven out of office. I've watched uh, uh, Denny Astor not only get driven out of office, but go to jail. Uh, he watched Paul Ryan basically leave and, uh, and go to work for corporate America. Uh he, he, John Boehner, who basically ended up now selling marijuana on the board of some major company selling marijuana. Uh, none of them basically have a legacy. And so the fact that McCarthy is selling his soul, which is what he's doing every single day here, uh, to, get, to get to be the speaker without saying, this is what we're going to do. This is why I want to be speaker. I want to be speaker to do this, to lead this party. Uh, is absurd to me. That's who we are. McConnell, I think, is sitting near the 50-50, uh, you know, and, and he, he, he has three or four issues that, he, that matter to him and everything else is, is not relevant. Yeah. Well, one thing's not relevant to him is the uh, the interest of the party or the interest of uh, the American working man and woman, the Trump, uh, the Trump forgotten man and woman in this country, the uh, America first agenda. Uh, I, I can't figure out what Mitch McConnell th- thinks his value is uh, to uh, to the nation, but uh, he, he certainly overestimated it, uh, no matter what he thinks it is. I'd, I would just like to get a sense from you. as we and You mentioned Paul Ryan. I can't let that go. With, I mean, he sits on the board of Fox, makes a few hundred thousand dollars, uh, and then he's out trying to uh, buck uh, Donald Trump's and endorsed candidates, uh, and one that he uh, chose to to get rid of, and that's Tom Rice in, uh, in uh, South Carolina. So naturally, Paul Ryan's trying to get some relevance by going out there and boosting him and claiming the Republican Party was too cowardly uh, to impeach President Trump. He neglected to mention the fact that uh, they did find that he was uh, not guilty of any charges. And further, further, uh, that it was a farce and a, and a lie. Uh, Ryan is a despicable, uh, deceitful, uh, ignorant uh, excuse uh, for uh, a public official. And for him to be parading around like he thinks he is some kind of all that is to me just disgusting. Uh, your thoughts about this, uh, this figure uh, as speaker, he was the reluctant speaker, everyone remembers. He was also the so-called wonk on the budget. And he never got a, he never uh, stopped the spending and the deficits only ballooned under uh, his speakership. Uh, he was a complete fraud as well. Your thoughts? Well, don't forget, he was also the vice presidential candidate for Mitt Romney. Uh, yeah, he did a great his, job too, didn't he? His intention at that point in time was he wanted to run for president. He thought he was going to use the speakership and get enough mileage out of it to go run for president, which thank goodness none of that happened. Uh, my, my frustration again is, 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 as a Republican, uh, and I've been a Republican since 1972, the Nixon administration, 
uh, Nixon campaign in 72 is when I switched. Uh, and I think to a certain extent, I, I have suffered. I've had some great days and I've had some bad days. But I think today we're now at a point where by default, by the Democrats' ineptitude, uh, we have a chance of being the lead party again in both the House and the Senate. Uh, but instead of Trump was the most popular Republican and easily would be if he chose to run for election, which I assume he will at the end here, uh, will be a very strong candidate and can win the presidency back against, certainly against Joe Biden. But I think the reality here is we, we need to kind of come together and support him if that's the intent. Uh, if you're going to fight him, you're going to lose the battles. Uh, and as he's proven now, he needs to, he needs to basically be get through this process here in the next few weeks uh, You've got all kinds of legal things chasing him, uh, and he needs to basically uh, watch people who served him, uh, who are not serving him well now, including his son-in-law, uh, who's going to be one of the lead witnesses against him in this coming week. Uh, so my sense is he has to say, this is what I'm going to do different. He, he really needs to quit arguing about the last election. That's done. It's not going to change. What he really has to argue is I lost a close election and I'm going to win this next one by doing it right. And, and equally as important, here's my agenda and here's what I did right compared to the guy that's in there today. And if he does that, I think that he has a tremendous opportunity to win with the second man in history to ever come back after after defeat uh, and have a second term that's totally different than the first term, uh, not in the sense of the agenda, but in the sense of making the country uh, support him better. Yeah, I I would only disagree with one part of what you said. I think this president and every Republican should be talking about the rigged election of 2020, uh, Ed. Uh, we know now that his own attorney general refused to intervene, knowing that Joe Biden was lying in the second and final debate of 2020, lying about the Hunter Biden laptop, lying about its contents, lying about Russian disinformation, uh, A.G. Barr knew all of that was false and yet said the reason he didn't speak up as he heard it happen uh, live and in color in that second debate was because he didn't want to intervene in the election. And so by doing, he intervened in behalf of Joe Biden. And in point of fact, he changed history. Uh, there were lots of other instances in which history was changed and, this, and, and President Trump uh, betrayed. Uh, but that, to me, foremost and first among them, uh, all of the irregularities, we now know that hundreds of thousands of votes uh, should not have been counted, uh, absentee ballots that uh, did, were not filed uh, in time, signatures that were never matched on ballots, and they amount to literally millions of votes that were irregular and, uh, and, and lawfully counted. Uh, so when you say we should just put that behind us. I really think the Republican party and Ronald McDaniel, the chair of the RNC really need to keep it first and foremost in front of them because they have a lot of work to do going into November 8th this year to make certain that this is not a rigged election. Don't you think? I, I would always worry about rigged elections and, and, and certainly, uh, uh, there are a lot of improprieties that occurred last time. My point is if you want to argue that, that I, the election is stolen from me, you're going to lose the ability to go out and articulate what it is that you can do in the second term. Uh, and I think that's yeah. that's just as a strategist, I believe it's always about the future, not the past. Uh, you can have to, you can have other people out doing surrogate work, exactly. but at the end of the day, here if 
you know, Trump himself has to say, listen, here's what I did. You know, the issue right now is no one remembers you and I do. And many of the people in the country that support him do. Here's what I did. And here's what this guy did to undo me. Let's start again on the border. Let's talk about the economy. Let's talk about the military. Let's talk about the things that, that were very successful uh, and, and move forward. When you start arguing the, the minutiae, which is not minutiae in the sense that it wasn't it was an election that was, was questionable, and you send the characters out that are out there defending it, not meaning you, but I mean, I, I, watched, I watched Peter Navarro go on MSNBC and talk himself in an indictment. Uh, you know, he wasn't he wasn't the campaign guy, but he went on a, on MSNBC and laid out the case against him. He's now going to be indicted by the Congress uh, or, or maybe the Justice Department. Uh, argue about what you accomplished. Uh, you know, I've not heard a word out of Navarro about his trade policy, what, what Trump did on the trade policy. Talk about the accomplishments. Talk about the things that you did if you want to be successful. And yeah. if, 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 if the Trump administration is going to be the same cast of characters coming back again, uh, even against Joe Biden, they're going to have a close election. They have an opportunity right. to go cross this. He won't. He won't have the same cast of characters. I, I guarantee you that, because he's, he's, uh, it, it just isn't. It's just not in the cards. Uh, but let's talk about Peter Navarro. Here he is, picked up uh, in Tennessee uh, by the FBI, treated like a, a drug uh, kingpin, put in uh, handcuffs thrown in uh, to the uh, cell with leg irons. Uh, and I have to tell you, Ed, I, I think people need to talk about that. I think Mitch McConnell should be talking about it. I think Kevin McCarthy, because this is who the left has become. They're tyrannical, they're totalitarian, and they're ignorant as hell. And if, you know what, I, I mean, the truth of the matter is, what they are trying to build uh, is, uh, you know, it's we've seen a lot of guideposts in history, whether it's communism, whether it's Nazism, uh, whether it, whatever form totalitarianism, uh, this is it, brother. We are looking at, at a, a point in American history I never thought possible. Did you? No, and and I and I and I certainly am defensive of of. The way Peter was arrested, I'm, my my point is that Peter talked himself in an indictment by going on MSNBC, thinking he was going to make his case. Uh, but the idea that you take a 72-year-old man uh, who who lives four blocks from the FBI headquarters and go arrest him in an airport and treat him like a criminal uh, that's a multi-murderer is is absurd. Uh, uh, they did it with a guy who's not one of my favorites, but Roger Roger Stone when they went in and broke into his house and. You know, with an army, uh, you know, we're, we're talking earlier about these these prosecutors that don't prosecute. Uh, the idea that the FBI watching the little girls who are all the great gymnasts uh, basically go in and sue the federal government, FBI, for a billion dollars this week uh, because they were not treated well and they weren't treated well. And the FBI basically was a co-conspirator. The my, FBI my, my, ignored uh, their complaints. It wasn't just being treated. They didn't do their job. And how many comp and think about this, how many in the Justice Department haven't done their jobs? How many have instead violated laws? Uh, it, I think that the number, uh, the equation will look very lopsided in, in favor of breaking laws by the FBI rather than enforcing the laws. It's disgusting. Uh, and when you say Peter Navarro got himself indicted, let, let me let me defend Peter. And as you know, I, I mean. He, he didn't get himself indicted. 
uh, this is a this is a bunch of jackals uh, in a Stalinist uh, committee. Uh, this is nothing more than totalitarianism at its worst. And they decided to go after him because he is a former advisor to President Trump. The ignorance abounds, and we have got to. Re- I, I've got to share with you something that Lee Smith, who wrote the uh, plot to overthrow the president, as you know, a great journalist, a terrific American. Uh, he uh, and uh, he. I'm going to just talk about what his view is, rather than others. His great fear is that this is a pretext. The January 6th committee had to lead to the arrest of President Trump for obstruction of justice. That's what his great fear is. Uh, and he th- and he thinks, holy hell, will break loose uh, if indeed that is what happens. I'd like to get your reaction to his fears and how how likely you think they may be uh, and uh, your your consideration as uh, as the as the resident savant of the Great America show. Well, my, my great my great fear is is very much on those lines. Uh, uh, I think this this 500 days after this, I mean, I think you could have gone in and I was appalled by the behavior of January 6th, breaking into the Capitol and all the rest of it. But in about two weeks, you could have taken all the films of all the people that were there because it was everywhere and arrest the, arrest the guys who basically broke in uh, and, and prosecuted me. 500 days later, this committee has been working and trying to find every insignificant item you could uh, and harass a lot of people and make a lot of people criminals that aren't criminals. Uh, but at the end of the day here, I think there is an agenda. And I think the agenda is they, they don't want to have the electoral college. They want to redo, redo that, uh, undo that, make everything democratically elected uh, uh, in their mind, uh, which is a popular vote, which with states like New York and, and, and California, which gives an eight or 10 vote, vote margin. That's not the way our system was set up. We're, we're an electoral set up by our constitution has been implemented for hundreds of years by by uh, by the constitution guiding it and i i just worry that that their agenda they have an agenda they have a plan we don't have a plan and i'm just arguing we need to have a defense and the defense at this point in time is uh is to go out and, and some and we're not gonna have the help of the media uh the idea that you're gonna put this on six network shows uh, with a TV producer uh, uh, starting this Thursday night with the sole who's purpose claim, of the agenda. Who's, and whose claim to fame is that he, while the head of uh, ABC News, suppressed the Jeffrey Epstein story and and covered it up. Well, I could go on all day about about television today and, and what it's become, and, and especially. No, I'm talking about him. I'm talking about him. No, no, this is the kind no, of low not. life that he is in the business. And that's who they put in this place. There's going to be more discussion about him than there's going to be about whatever witnesses in front of the committee. Believe me. Well, if, 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 even under the best of pretense, if it was a public hearing, you don't need to bring in TV producers to produce it. Uh, uh, you basically put people up in front of the Congress uh, and, and you testify. Uh, but this is a show uh, and, they, and they want it to be a big rating show. They see it as part of the political process to turn around the Democrats uh, failing practices today and give them a, a leg up to basically help them in the election. It's not going to. But my, my sense is, I think I think the country is going to be too bored with it after the first show. And I think to a certain extent, they don't understand the changes in, in the American electorate, the way it, uh, it looks at things. And I think to a certain extent, uh, uh you, you're gonna you're gonna see you're gonna see some people who should not be testifying testifying, uh, you know. And and I and in fairness uh, uh, to, to some of these people like Peter and others, uh, 
you know, who, who are good, good citizens uh, who came to serve the president. It was a naivete about the ways of Washington. Uh, and, 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 and so my whole point of him going on and talking about this Green Bay and all the rest of it, he was a trade advisor. He should have been talking about trade. He had a great record on trade. Uh, uh, you know, they all, they all thought at the end of the day they had, they had to fight for the president. Uh, and there's nothing wrong with that. It's just you got to be smart. And they're not they weren't smart. Do you think Mitch McConnell's smart? Oh, well, he's smart enough, smart enough to survive. Yeah. Uh, do you think Kevin, Kevin McCarthy is smart? I mean, do you think the Republican Party is smart? Because I got to tell you. They're stayed out of trouble, but they sure haven't done anything for anybody else. And that's the great sin here. We've got thousands of people who have been persecuted by the January 6th committee, the Justice Department and the FBI. Uh, many of them, uh, you know, it's case after case where what it was was a matter of trespass. That's a public building, by the way. And the public is welcome there. Many of, by the way, of those so-called rioters were invited into the buildings. Uh, and there are 14,000 hours of video that won't be released by, uh, by Nancy Pelosi because they know very well it would embarrass them and destroy their entire case. This is a lie to the American people. This is a propaganda effort. This is nothing more than that. And for us to even have a serious discussion about, uh, you know, what, what, uh, what poor Peter Navarro got into, you know, whether he had, uh, whether he piqued the interest of the committee or not, he is a private citizen who was treated like a criminal. And that is disgusting. And it is, it should scare the hell out of every American that an FBI agent of any kind would have behaved like that, because that means that the corruption is pervasive through the FBI. And that is appalling. Uh, and I think that is the great lesson of this, uh, don't you? Absolutely. Uh, you know, I've been investigated by the FBI. Uh, I was never charged with a crime, but I was investigated by the FBI. They sent two agents in to talk to you, and they sit down uh, uh, and they they write pro prolific notes, uh, and then they drag you through about five more processes. And anywhere along the line, if they say you said the and you meant uh, uh, uh they can nail you for lying, and they tell you that right up front. So. My advice to anybody, anytime anybody with the FBI knocks on the door, say, give me my lawyer. Uh, don't uh, don't talk to any FBI agent ever without a lawyer. Uh, and if you don't have that, uh, you, you pay a price. Most citizens see the FBI as still a good part of the government and they want to they think I didn't do anything wrong. So therefore, I'll, I'll basically cooperate with them, uh, which is what they tell you. We're, we're not here to prosecute. We're here just to get some information. Well, the first sin they can get you on is lying to an FBI agent. And that means... What you said today and what you say six months from now had better be exactly the same. And when I give advice to clients, I say, let's write the story down, what exactly you did or didn't do. Uh, and you memorize that script and you stick with that script all the way. You never move off of it. Uh, so make sure it's right and correct. Uh, and I do, I've done a lot of legal work with, with people who have had the two FBI agents knock on the door. It scares you to death, uh, let alone what Navarro went through. Uh, uh, and, and the idea of, of again, well, don't, all you have to say, go, yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Ed. All you have to say is, you know, show, show up, have your lawyer. We'll serve your lawyer. We'll serve you. Uh, you know, uh, it's just a question of passing the paper. You don't need to arrest the guy. Well, let's, and, let's, uh, let's hope nobody has, has to deal with the FBI. 
uh, or be investigated by the FBI. But let's remember who was, and that was General Michael Flynn. And General Michael Flynn was framed by the FBI, and everything about him was a lie, but the lies were told by the FBI and the Department of Justice. He was speaking the truth, and he was serving the nation. And right now, to watch this FBI act as though they were not a criminal body is appalling, because they are. They have done more to hurt this country. Uh, They have a national security division. And I wonder, I wonder what they think of all that has transpired, the alliances they've made with the radical Marxists of the Democratic Party uh, and the choices they've made. I wonder how many FBI agents are actually sick to their stomach at what that agency has become and what they have done to the nation. because. The damage is devastating, and it is all but complete. And we have to decide what we're going to do about an FBI agency and a Department of Justice uh, that uh, has has declared war on the American people. It, it's that straightforward. Uh, they are weaponized and pointed directly at our hearts as American citizens and at this great republic. And what you're talking about, Ed, is the overthrow of the republic by the by the Marxist Dems, the overthrow of the republic. These FBI agents and this Justice Department should be investigating the Democratic Party and its Marxist ties uh, throughout. That's what they should be investigating instead of aiding and abetting the criminal leftists in this nation, the American people have got to be sick to their stomach to see what Biden has delivered. Inflation, the turmoil in the markets, devastated economy, uh, trying to get us into a war in Europe, uh, kowtowing to Xi Jinping and, and Iran. Uh, these are, this is a moment that takes a consider, considerable amount of intestinal fortitude and faith. Uh, because we have much to work through. Uh, as always, Ed, you get the last word. We appreciate you being with us and your concluding thoughts. My concluding thoughts are, uh, I think people should watch these shows on on uh, Thursday night, uh, just so you know what they're saying and doing. Uh, you know, Many of our supporters won't bother. They say it's all propaganda. It's important to know what the propaganda is. Uh, you, have to, you have to know what you're up against. Uh, I, for years, have watched MSNBC and CNN in addition to being on Fox. Uh, uh, Fox is where I go for the truth. Uh, the, other, the other networks where I go to watch the other side uh, pontificate. Uh, and it's always important to know that. So I would, I would argue if you're interested in America, you go watch this show and make sure you stop it. Make sure you don't allow it to happen again. And hopefully uh, uh, President, former president and his team uh, are able to fight it back against it because it's going to be very important. Uh, because you're right, they're going to try and prosecute. They're going to try and indict him. They're going to try and basically uh, uh, make sure he never runs for office again uh, because the one guy they know that can beat Biden easily is him. The one guy that has a vision for the Republican Party and the nation is Donald J. Trump, and nothing scares them more than this man. That's why they're going after him. By the way, on July 15th, the president, uh, we've received word, the president and uh, uh, Donald Jr. and Eric Trump will be uh, 
testifying before the attorney general uh, in that case, uh, the New York attorney general, uh, as the her persecution of this president continues. Uh, and there is no refuge because our courts are just as crooked uh, as our government. Ed Rollins, always great to have you with us. Thanks for being with us. Uh, can't wait till the next time, and hopefully the news will be better. Uh, and our, our, our State of the Union will be far better. Ed Rollins, the savant. Thanks for being with us today. Our guest tomorrow is Congressman Greg Stubbe, a great American who knows how to trigger the leftists on the House Judiciary Committee. Does he ever? Please join us tomorrow right here on The Great America Show. Till then, God bless you and God bless America. <laughs>